The piece of music you're listening to is called African Moon. It's got a pretty grooving feel. This track reminds me of a certain quality of uh, dark, lo-fi music. The type of stuff you might hear on a track by Bonobo. Night, nighttime definitely, dance music. Although it's not explicitly African, it uh, does give me the feel that we're outside of the first world, which is where I feel I belong. You're listening to How I Make Music, a weekly show which breaks down an original track that I've written and shares the stories and insights behind how it was made. My name is John Bartman. I'm a writer of music from South Africa, and this is How I Make Music. When I'm coming up with new ideas, I often start with what if this was a band that, or an artist that grew up where I grew up in Cape Town, and how would that change the influences that went into the track? So I'm a big fan of Bonobo, saw them live in Cape Town recently, and I thought, well, what if we could take that same lo-fi quality that's the sound of almost sampled YouTube videos and give it an African twist? I started with this core rhythm of a djembe drum or type of djembe drum with just a hint of a glitch in the rhythm, an artificial electronic sound. When you're making groove music, dance music tracks, it's very important to have a strong core rhythm. If you've got a core rhythm that's a house beat, for example, it doesn't matter how much you dress it up with percussion on the off beats, you're still going to have this core rhythm, which is one, two, three, four. I wanted this to be something other than a house track, so I gave it a, a more complex core rhythm. Ba, 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 ba. Next up was uh, an Indian flavor, actually, with tabla drums to layer that core groove. So let's give those two a listen, just lay it together. One standard measure for me is just adding shaker to a track because it always brings out a more complex rhythm and gives it a real feeling. And while I'm at it, I think, well, if it's an African track, throw in some hand claps to give you the sense that you're standing in the middle of a fire circle in a village or something where everyone's participating. It's worth mentioning the track panning here. The shaker is right in the center and the hand claps are really wide, like extreme left and right and this gives them a sense of working together rather than overlapping. One of my close composer friends here in Cape Town, Nick Payton, he gave me a piece of software for my birthday one year, uh, which is called Flesh by Tim Exile, who's a British music producer, DJ. Flesh allows you to generate all sorts of rhythms based on a set of samples very quickly and it's got 
a very playful interface. Using Flesh, I quickly generated a nice backbeat for these two percussion loops. It sounds like this. Let's give those three layers a listen. I wanted to avoid having an overpowering kick because I find that kick and bass dominates uh, a lot of music. So I deliberately made it subdued. I rolled off the high frequencies so it sounds like you're listening to it under a blanket. And uh, this has the effect of just placing that groove somewhere in the background and that leaves a lot of room for the other elements to breathe. There's a wonderful African xylophone type instrument um, called a balafon which produces, it almost sounds like a hammered dulcimer or a glockenspiel. Let's give it a listen. I don't have a balafon itself lying around, but I do have a uh, copy of the sample library West African Instruments by Native Instruments. And um, that's where I used that, that's where I got that from. Keeping in line with the African instrumentation, I next added a marimba. One of my guitars, a jazz guitar, an Ibanez, it has a very low muted tone. It's hard to get high sounds out of it, actually. I thought it would work well, given that the track is already muted. It's got this muted tone, so I recorded a loop over the marimba. So that was sounding pretty good. The only thing missing was a little bit of bass and some high frequencies that could just cut through the percussion uh, just to fill out the spectrum. And by that I mean if you don't include some high frequencies in your mix at some point in the song, it's going to sound like it's poorly mixed. It's going to sound like it was recorded under a blanket. So you have to actually take advantage of gaps in your frequency spectrum if you want to create a full sounding mix. So what you'll hear next is the bass in combination with what I call chirps, just really high little squeak sounds, purely percussive and textural. One of the challenges with groove tracks, dance tracks, is to create variety. So often you'll start by writing a loop that's really cool, but then where do you take it from there? My advice is not to overcomplicate it. Dance music is supposed to be repetitive. Production music, like I'm making, it's almost so in the background that it's not worth trying to create full arrangements and, and tell a story with the music. But that said, I do always like to try and bring something new to the track so that at the end of it, it sounds different to at the beginning of it if someone was to skip forward in the file, they shouldn't hear the same thing every 30 seconds that they skip forward. To that end, I decided some strings at the end would sound pretty beautiful. Those are just the default Ableton library strings. 
Uh, you can hear they're artificial, but within the context of this track, it doesn't matter too much to me. The important thing is that you get the idea out in one way, shape or form. Synthesized strings is a whole other topic on its own, but it's enough to say that human beings treat the role that the strings play in a track the same, whether they're a recording of a real ensemble or a VST, like software strings, or even a synthesizer, which only sounds like an approximation of strings at the best. These tools all serve to fill a space in the music. You shouldn't let yourself get in your own way just because you don't have access to an orchestra. This track is one of the more popular ones in my collection. It typically gets used by aid organizations based in Africa. It's got a kind of an African feel to it, but it's also vibrant enough to retain the viewer's attention. We'll listen to the full track in just a moment, but before we do that, thanks for listening to How I Make Music. If you'd like to support my work, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Head over to iTunes to comment on the show. You're also able to download this track, the track from this episode, African Moon, via my website, johnbartman.com, J-O-H-N-B-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com. Go to the music page and you can search my entire library of original royalty-free tracks by keyword, genre, title, mood, or instrument. There are links to download both free and paid versions of this track depending on your usage needs. Thanks again for listening. Now here's African Moon, a, a vibrant, dark, grooving, African-inspired dance track in its entirety. Mm-hmm. 